Get excited for a value-filled show as I am excited to head to North Dakota for the first time in show history to bring on a two-time founder. Done For You Marketing is a family-owned business. Your business needs will be handled directly by the owner and her small team. As the owner, this week's guest was raised with parents whom also ran their own company, a generational entrepreneur, and she learned at a very young age what it takes to successfully run a business. To this day, she stands by trust and honesty to understand what a company becomes successful with. She doesn't believe in contracts for that reason. Pricing her package is very low and has not found a cheaper competitor yet. So stay tuned for the end of the show to find out exactly how to get in touch with her. DFU Marketing creates content, posts and manage business social media and the online presence. She also has spa for pause. She started five years ago, so she is crushing it in two fields. Samantha, what does entrepreneurship mean to you? Uh, well, starters, I think that it just gives you a little bit more independence. It gives you the vision for yourself to do something that you can be proud of. It's something that you can help other business owners with as well, um, especially in my first business with Dunview Marketing. I think the biz- biggest thing that I love about that business is the fact that I'm working with other business owners. We get to grow off of each other. We get to ask each other questions, learn about what they've gone through and kind of pull yourself into those situations and say, hey, well, I've talked to somebody who's gone through this. You know, this is how they handled it. Um, so I really feel like we just be able to help each other out. And that's probably the most meaningful part of it. I love that. That's exactly what this show is all about, connecting with other entrepreneurs, helping our audience grow through our combined stories. Thank you for kicking us off for another episode of That Entrepreneur Show. Everyone listening on, thank you for joining us once again. My name is Vincent A. Lancy, and we have another exciting episode heading your way. If Whether you're looking to grow your social media content or get involved in a second unrelated field, today's guest is going to teach us all of that. And more, Samantha, you mentioned your parents were entrepreneurs in the bio I read of you. Please describe what finally pushed you into your own business. Well, it started when I was really young, actually. So my parents have owned multiple different businesses, and I was able to see the pros and the cons and all the hard work that it takes, but also the success it brings. Um, So I started working for them when I was 10, just doing the basics, filing, answering phones. Um, And from then on, I just knew Someday I want to do that for myself. I want to be able to create something that I'm proud of, take something with me through the future. Um, I also wanted to be able to give a really good work-life balance. And in today's society, it's really hard to do that when you're not working for yourself. Um, I also wanted to create a company where other people felt very comfortable working for me. So they have a very comfortable work setup. Um, I have some people who just work very part-time. I have some people who want to work full-time. We work around schedules and the way that I've set things up, we're able to kind of just believe that, Hey, if something comes up in life, because that's how life is, whether a parent gets sick or uh, your pet gets hurt, whatever it may be, they're able to take that time off and reschedule what they have to reschedule. And I think that's really important when creating a business following your passion. I love it. And you've delved into two fields. Did you always want to be a two company founder or have two separate businesses or explain how that process really came about for two? Well, uh, it started just because 
one of the biggest reasons I want to start my own business was I also love animals. So I am working on opening a nonprofit and a foundation for animals. So when I went to college, I ended up getting my professional writing degree with a minor in business communications. And so I use all of that to create done for you marketing. And that being said, I was able to work from home. So I was able to start rescuing animals on the side. So at one point, I think I had 14 or 16 animals, uh, dogs in my house, and I was able to pop them out, get them healthy, get them shots, things like that. Um, and that was ma- the main part of it. But I also was able to do all the grooming. So I said, Hey, I just started this business in order to get, you know, a little bit more money on the side. I started doing uh, spa for paws, uh, where I actually go to people's houses so they don't have to leave or they can drop them off at my house. And I do the bath and the grooming and the trimming. But ultimately the main goal between both these businesses is to be able to open my own nonprofit and uh, foundation someday. What is nonprofit going to be geared towards? So the nonprofit will be a, a no-kill shelter where we'll have a vet on site to be able to do spays and neuters and shots. And the foundation is going to take in those healthy animals after they get treated. And okay. the foundation will then register them and train them for emotional support animals. Then at that point, they will be added to a website where veterans can go on that website and say, I want a big dog, small dog, male or female. They can pick out their companion and then be able to take it home for free. I love it. I put that right in the notes to make sure I type it in the description. Nonprofit, nonprofit dreams as well. She is doing it all. She's already discussed both of her businesses. Now we're going to switch over to learning two of the more challenging areas that you find in entrepreneurship to help out everybody listening on of course one of the biggest challenges i would definitely say is just being able to stick with yourself there is always going to be hard times you're always going to have doubts um you're going to think should i have just kept that nine to five job um no matter what you knew that paycheck was coming in that's probably the hardest jump it's it's kind of like taking a jump without knowing where you're going to land and if you're really passionate you just need to stick with it take that jump follow through with it, do what you need to do in the meantime before your business takes off, because it will, if you're passionate enough in what you do, it will success and you will be able to walk away feeling good about yourself that you stuck with it. I love that. I, can I certainly also relate. think that the second yes. challenge, <laughs> thank you. I think the other challenge would just be the fact that when you're moving into a business, it's really hard to hire people that are as passionate as you. That would be my second hardest thing. It was really hard to trust somebody else to represent my business in the way that I want it represented. Um, Luckily, I found a wonderful couple of people for my team, and they are wonderful at representing the business the way that I see it being represented. Um, But unfortunately, it's not that easy. It took a long time to be able to find those people that I really entrusted with my business. And when you get there, it is it's a great feeling. Yes, I'm very proud of you, all the work you've accomplished, and you're just getting started from what it sounds like still like me as well, even through the four books and the podcast growing for a few years and continuing to speak, just unlocking new doors. I'd now like to ask you what your greatest lesson learned in entrepreneurship is to piggyback off of those difficult parts, more lessons learned for our audience. Biggest lesson learned, I would have to say, is just no matter how hard the day gets and no matter what you you see coming at you, who you talk to, you're going to get a lot of rejection, no matter what it is. Some, sometimes your company and what you offer isn't going to be a good fit for everyone. 
and you just have to accept it and move on. Continue making those phone calls, continue talking to other business owners and continue learning from them. Even if they are not interested in your product, I have had so many good conversations with other business owners that just helped me grow, even though they didn't end up being a client. So I say just stick with it no matter how hard it gets. Keep making those phone calls. Keep driving to make your big, your business the way that you want it to. Can't agree with you more. You have to be in the room to make it happen. Put yourself out there. For me, big on LinkedIn networking. That's how today's guest and I came about in-person networking. Obviously, with COVID, took a back seat, and this digital age exploded even more through the podcast series. I've been fortunate enough to connect with so many individuals. And similar to what she's been talking about this whole show, just networking and learning from each other. She just brought it up again with her outside networking. Even if it's a no, it's still a yes because you're growing in a different way. Love that. Now, let's round out before the spotlight story. Which entrepreneurship would you choose to sit down with throughout history and why? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, if I had to sit down with anyone, it would probably be Elon Musk. I feel like he has done so much and I feel like I could learn so much. I mean, between success and failure, it's kind of like back back in the day, you can learn a thousand ways to fail, but you learn one way to actually succeed. And I, I, I truly believe that with everything he's done, that there is so much that I would love to pick his brain about and see what I could pull with. I love that. I agree with you there, too. He is really doing it. I mean, he's in space now. So I would love to see what goes on in his mind a little more. Where would the meeting go down if you had the option to choose the location? One of his main offices. I would love to see it. I love that too, because if you're in his turf, his comfort zone, you'll probably get a lot out of the conversation. Thank you so much for an incredible episode so far. We're now going to jump into the spotlight story. But this week, instead of looking into the entrepreneurial journey of another entrepreneur, since we have an all-star female marketing entrepreneur on the show today, I wanted to go over an article titled, How... <laughs> titled How Female Business Leaders Are Entrepreneurs That Can Compete in the Digital Marketing World. As women make their presence in every economic sector, the article puts, they leave their mark on business innovation. A recent case study indicated that in 2021, the number of female-owned businesses in the United States has risen to 31%, up from just 27% the previous year, right when the pandemic was hit. We were just talking about how with podcasting for me, that opened up new doors. It looks like women took over the game. Despite these strides in entrepreneurship, though, however, there are fewer women taking up roles in science, technology, engineering, and math. These differences affect how women entrepreneurs use digital marketing and may reflect clients' perceptions of women in the field. The implication here is that for women to compete in a male-dominated industry, they must take measures that give them an edge. And we're going to talk about a few with our guests today and then go over them. Understand the digital landscape and how it's changing. While the number of women venturing into entrepreneurship is increasing, there is still a contrast in how many embrace technological resources. By learning about new technologies and how they can benefit their business, women will be able to capitalize on opportunities they might otherwise have missed. We'll also talk about this one create women-friendly e-commerce shops or websites. Not as a gender bias, but as a way to use their insider knowledge, in quotes, female business leaders can and should take advantage of their understanding of the female gender. 
Women who start businesses often venture into, quote, female-themed businesses. The hair, nail salons, pet hair businesses as popular choices, but they may not understand or may fail to utilize their innate knowledge while marketing their products online. We'll touch on one more here. Connect with other business leaders and entrepreneurs online. Our guest today already went over this. The value of networking in the digital business world cannot be overstated. By connecting with other entrepreneurs and business leaders excuse me, online, business leaders can access a wealth of knowledge, resources, and connections to take their business to the next level. What do you take away from this article here? Well, I would say that we've definitely, as, as females, we've definitely taken a step forward. Um, I really see that there is, and I, I hate to say it, there is some harder things for females to get over when it comes to whatever business they're in. And it just depends. Like you said, a lot of times they'll go into hair salons or other female type businesses. And usually they don't typically have too many hurdles to go over when you get into those businesses. Uh, For myself, when it comes to getting into marketing and and getting into the spot for pause, obviously spot for pause is more of a female orientated business. So I haven't had any issues there with Done free marketing, I think some of the only issues is the fact that not only am I young, but I'm also a female. So a lot of the business owners, especially the older business owners, they grew up in a time where it was mainly male dominated. And so some of them, even if they don't recognize it, might have a hard time discussing business with a a younger female. Um, so a lot of times it just takes a little bit more of communication. We either set up a few more calls. We talk a lot about their business. We dive in. I give them my side of things. I say, Hey, I've checked out your social media. I've checked out your website. This is what I see. Kind of just giving yourself that extra credibility saying, Hey, I know what I'm doing. Um, I know I'm young. I know I'm female and you're not used to working with young females. However, I went to school for this. I have di- I've dove into this and I really took my time on educating myself on this subject. And I really believe I can help. And I think as long as you get that across to the person you're speaking with, I really think that they open wide up. I love all the advice you continue to give us. And again, for an incredible analysis. Now I have to ask you, Samantha, where can our guests find you to either request your services, say hello or anything else? So I have a website, it's kind of long. So it's www.done-for-you-marketing.com. So doneforyoumarketing.com. They can also reach me at Samantha at doneforyoumarketing.com or feel free to call or text 651-308-8910 anytime. Everyone, be sure to reach out to her if you are looking for ways to grow your marketing endeavors. And I am at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media. And my website is vincentalancy.com where you can find more exclusive content and everything else for this show. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you again next Friday on That Entrepreneur Show. Samantha, thank you so much for being the first guest from your state on the show. Thank you. 